hello everyone. If I haven't had the chance of meeting you yet, it's so good to see you. It's awesome to be able to meet over Zoom. Um, I recognize, I reckon like 60 to 70% of you, which is, which is cool. Um, and that's great. But how cool is this? We can still meet over, over Zoom. I love that. Otherwise, I wouldn't have been there. I wouldn't have been speaking tonight if it wasn't for uh, Zoom. So praise God. Mm. Uh, I just want to encourage everyone right now just to uh, get a Bible, get a notepad out. If you've got a notepad out, get a notepad. And uh, I would just, over the next few minutes, just take some notes because um, I really believe that uh, I just got a short word that I want to share with you. But I really believe it's going to help you in your in your journey, in your faith walk. Um, and it's going to be really specific to to help you, especially in the current season with, with everything that's going on. I really believe that this word is going to help someone. It's going to encourage you. And I want to, and, and at the end, I just want to pray as well. And I want to encourage you that, you know, it doesn't matter where we are. It matters who we worship. So we could be anywhere. We could be at home. We could be in the house of God. We could be on the street. All of that doesn't really matter whether we're online or whether we're in person. What really matters is the God that we're connecting with. So I want to encourage you yeah. today, just be expectant and be open to hear from God, be open to receive from God and, and learn in the faith. So let's do it. Uh, I want to encourage you with this word. Yeah, by the way, if I'm preaching good, just, just shout an amen in the chat. You know, type amen like this. There you go. Um, and uh, yeah, it'll be good. So the, the message I just want to share with you today is cold. Walking by faith. Walking by faith. And uh, I think in the current season that we're in, you may have heard people say time and time again, you know, live by faith, not in fear. Live in faith, not in fear. And are you sharing something, Josh? Yeah, I'm getting the Bible up. Oh, sick. Cool. So 2 Corinthians 5 verse 7 is, is the passage that, this is based on and it says for we live by faith not by sight for we live by faith not by sight and maybe you've heard uh you know people say you know we're called to live in faith not in fear and all this sort of thing and i just want to bring some light to that because that's all that's a great word but how do we practically do that how do we actually reason? Uh, and i want to bring some thoughts here i just got three simple points that's going to help you in this season to be someone who do who does as this passage says who walks by faith not by sight just give me a thumbs up if you want to walk by faith not by sight put a th thumbs up reaction i want to walk by faith not by sight um in everything that's going on and this is something so central to the bible right we see uh moses stepping out in faith and parting the seas we see david stepping out in faith defeating goliath we see uh, Jesus stepping out in faith and healing the sick and something so relevant. And so walking in faith is something so central to the word of God. And if you read the Bible, you see, man, God is calling us to be a people who constantly walk by faith. So hopefully this is going to help you to be someone who walks by faith. For me, you know, walking by faith is really letting go of what you know and walking into the unknown with God. And really just learning to trust God through it all. Um, so basically, my, I'm not going to tell you my whole story, but basically my story is I never really wanted to be in youth ministry or lead a youth ministry or anything, do anything like that. I, I wanted to be a doctor. 
but basically God started to work in my heart and I had a prophetic word over my life and, and anyway, a bunch of things changed and basically I had to make a decision about whether was I, was I going to do what I wanted to do or was I going to take a step of faith and be obedient to God. And I, choose, I chose um, actually to stop studying my medical science degree and take a year off and do Bible college. And so for me, that's what living by faith means. It means letting go of what you know and walking into the unknown because I didn't know what was going to happen, but I just had to take a step of faith. So right now, I want to give you three things, three points to help you walk by faith in this season. How do we actually be a people who walk by faith? Uh, and I think it's so relevant in this time and season because I look all around us and I think that the world is full of people who are down, who are distraught, who are empty, who maybe are broken. And this might be a bold statement, but I think it's because we're not living by faith. I think it's because these people aren't living by faith. I think that when we live by faith, we, we tap into the fullness and power of God and, and live with the fullness of God on the inside. And there's no room for the emptiness and brokenness to stay when the power of the Holy Spirit is in us. So I think that, right, if we're going to live by faith, the first thing we've got to realize is that it happens when we're close to God. And so my point number one is this, abide in the secret place. Abide in the secret place. Now, I want to show you Matthew 6, 6. Josh, can you get that passage up on the screen if you, if you want? That'd be great. Matthew 6, 6. And so what is the secret place? Maybe as, as I've said, abide in the secret place. You're like, what does that mean? So basically, the secret place is the place of communion between you and God. So it's that place where it's a secret place because no one else is there. It's not that it's actually secret. Like Other people are allowed to know where your secret place is. But the point of it being secret is that it's about you and God. It's a personal place where you and God are together. So Matthew 6, verse 6, it says this. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who, is, then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And so Jesus right here is telling the disciples how to pray. And he's telling them, go, go to that secret place. Go and pray when there's no one around because there is such power when you and I choose to withdraw from all the distractions, take time off from Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, house party, PlayStation, whatever it is, and actually abide in the secret place. Abide in the secret place. That's point number one. Make sure we abide in the secret place. And that means, right, abiding means regularly being found there. Notice I didn't say visit the secret place or, or go to the secret place. I said abide because abiding is about living. Not just wow. going there once, but going there time and time again, each and every day, and choosing to make a habit of, of withdrawing to that secret place. Um, right. There's this famous preacher from the old days, right? His name was D.L. Moody. And he said, when someone, someone asked him this question, um, why do you have to be filled every day? Because you see, this preacher, he used to talk about being filled with the Holy Spirit every day. And so the people used to ask him, hey, why do you have to be filled every day? And he replied with, because I leak, because I leak. And I think that is so true. 
right? As we go through life, as we go through different circumstances and challenges, uh, part, uh, we start to drain, we start to lose uh, our power and authority. And so what happens when we go back into the secret place is we refill. We refill on the word, we refill on the Holy Spirit, and we become full again. So that's why, that's why it's so powerful. If you take anything away, just take away this concept of the secret place the secret place, abide in the secret place. So this time, right, of physical distancing, of, of being distant from one another, being at home alone uh, or being at home a lot more than you normally are, um, can either be something that, one, pushes you towards God or, two, pushes you away from God. And so you and I have a decision to make because that rests on us. If we want to be closer to God in this time, it's going to rest on us to be a person who goes to that secret place, who says, you know what, no, everything might be going on, but I'm going to prioritize that place of, of communion with Jesus. And so that's on us. I want to encourage you during this time, make the most of this season because it's not going to be here forever. Make the most of where we are and choose today to say, I am going to abide in the secret place. Come on. So being close to God is important, right? Uh, because when we're close to God, we start to see things the way he sees them. And when we live by faith, we start to see differently from the rest of the world. So my point number two is this, see things differently. Point number two, see things differently. I have got a little glass of milk here. Um, everyone can see this, right? So maybe you've heard the expression, right? Uh, a glass half full. Who here has heard of that expression? Awesome. So what that means, right? If you've ever want, maybe you're like, what does that mean? Well, I was thinking about this the other day, like what does that actually mean when we say that? And basically there's two ways you could look at this glass of milk. You could either say it's half full or it's half empty. And saying it's half full speaks of someone who is optimistic, who sees the best. But saying that it's half empty signifies that that person sees things in a pessimistic way, in a negative way. And so my point is this, that when we are people of faith, when we decide to walk by faith, we see things differently. Where people might see a glass half empty, we see a glass half full. We see the best in every circumstances. Nice glasses, Josh. And I want to. Sh and the passage that I've found this from is is in Luke eight. And where is it? Luke eight, verse fifty two to fifty five. And basically, in this passage, I'm not going to read the whole thing for 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 sake of time. Sees things differently. That's brilliant, Josh. That's why you've got the glasses on. Amen. Is that verse again? So, Luke eight, verse. 52 to 55. So we're on point two here, see things differently. And basically, I'm not going to read the whole story, but I'm just going to read these few verses because it encapsulates what I what this passage is, is getting at. But basically, there's this guy whose name is Jairus. And his daughter, right, is, is very sick. In fact, everyone thinks she's dead. Everyone is like, man, she's dead. Uh, but... But Jairus believes and has faith that Jesus can heal his daughter. 
So he goes to Jesus and asks him to come and heal his daughter. And, and everyone just speaks down to Jairus and they're like, Jairus, it's too late. Your daughter's already dead. There's no point in bothering Jesus. But Luke 8 verse 52 to 55 shows us this. Meanwhile, all the people were wailing and mourning for her. Stop wailing, Jesus said. She is not dead, but asleep. So while everyone saw a girl that was dead, Jesus actually saw a girl that was alive. Where everyone else saw death, Jesus saw life. The Bible continues and it says in verse 53, they laughed at him knowing that he was dead, but he took her by the hand and said, my child, get up. Her spirit returned and at once she stood up. So the point that I want you to see is, is other people saw death, but Jesus saw life. And for us right now living in the season that we're in, we have to see things differently because the people of faith don't see things the way the rest of the world sees them. They see things a different way. And so right now, what, what this means is where people are seeing opposition, you and I, we see opportunities, right? Where we think we can't be socially connected, but we go, no, you know what? This is cool. We can connect over Zoom. Who knows that I wouldn't be have speaking at, I wouldn't be speaking at one youth this year if it wasn't for, for what's going on. So, where, where, where people might see depression or anxiety, you know, we see joy. Where people see fear, we see faith. Where people see death, we see life. And so we got to see things differently. We see the best. Even though it seems dark outside, we still see light. And I'm going to get to my, my third point in a second here. But when you, see, when you start to see your situations differently because of the faith, that's in you, your, your actions start to change. You start to live a different way. You start to respond differently. And so my third point is don't let the inward be influenced by the outward. Don't let the inward be influenced by the outward. So what that means, right, is basically that there can be a whole lot of things going on around you but you as a believer can stand in faith and not be shaken no matter what storm is going on around you. And, and the passage I want, I want to show you for that is in Acts 16. In Acts 16, verse 25 to 26, Paul and Silas are in prison. Yeah. And, and basically, right, their situation is dark. Everything is down, you know, they're in chains, they're in prison. I mean, I've never been to prison, but... I imagine it was bad, right? I just don't think it would have been a lot of fun. But what I love is that they chose, right, in that moment to not let what was going on outside influence their inside. So what's crazy is that it says this in Acts 16, verse 25 to 26. At about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. Can you imagine praying and singing hymns to God while you've just been thrown into prison? If I'm being honest, I don't think I would have had the faith to do that. I think I would have just been feeling sorry for myself sitting in there. But anyway, the Bible says suddenly there was such a violent earthquake that shook the foundations of the prison and at once all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. And the point is 
that, that they did not let what was going on outside influence their inside. They chose to be a people that said, you know what, I don't care what's going on outside. I'm going to choose today to be full on the inside. I'm going to choose to worship even though the walls might be falling down around me, I'm still going to choose to pursue God. And I've got, uh, I've got this $20 note here, right? I just want to show you this. And look, if I were to just scrumple this up, okay, and let's just say I'm going to buy that. Don't be, I'm just going to buy that and, and chew it a little bit. That was gross. It's probably got lots of germs on it. Don't do that. Hashtag Corona. So don't do that. But anyway, would you still want this? Raise your hand if you would still want this. Some of you would. Most of you would. Why? Because the value of this $20 stays the same no matter what you do to it. Now, obviously, if you burn it, that's a different story. But, but with what I just did to it, no matter what happens on the external to this thing, no matter how many times it's crunched up, no matter how many times it's chucked about, no matter how many times I chew on it, it will still hold its value and worth. And that's the same for you and I. No matter what goes on around us, no matter how many times we are beaten down, no matter how many times it feels like the world around you might be caving in, no matter how many times your mental space might not feel right, your value and worth is still 100% because of what Jesus has done for you and I. So what this is about is, is really about not being led by your emotions, but being led by your convictions. Because emotions sway, they move left and right, but your convictions are, are constant. They lead you in the right way. And so what this looks like in this time is saying, you know what, it, you might not feel like worshipping right now, but I'm going to choose to worship anyway. It's saying, I might not feel like praying, but I'm going to decide to pray anyway. It looks like, you know, understanding that, you and I, we're called to be at youth, even though it's different, even though it feels kind of funny talking on Zoom, you know, it's kind of different, but it's making a decision and a conviction on the inside um, that says, I am going to choose to be here every week, no matter what, no matter how funny it is, no matter how different it is, I'm going to choose to be here. And so, you know, with that point, maybe some of us here today have allowed you know, the outward to influence our inward. And maybe you today aren't feeling a sense of fullness. Maybe you're not feeling that great in the mental space. And believe it or not, that, that is okay. And that's totally normal in this season. I heard a, a psychologist speak on, on the news the other day and they were saying, if you don't have, if you have zero mental health issues in this time, there's something wrong with you because it, it's crazy time, right? But I believe that with the power of God with us, we can have zero mental health issues at the moment, that we can stand strong and that we can live full. So right now, we're actually just going to spend a moment praying, just a few minutes praying together. And I just want to pray specifically into uh, anyone in this place who, who might be feeling um, downcast, who might be feeling uh, maybe a sense of, you know, you might feel a little bit lost at the moment or, or maybe you're, you just feel a little bit low in your spirit. Um, because I believe there's power when we pray together and believe God together that the Holy Spirit can come and fill us again and, and refill us and refill us and make us fresh again. So um, I just want to make a space to do that. But I also would just like to invite anyone, if you've got any prayer, requ prayer requests, um, 
feel free right now, just drop them in the chat. Um, or, you, or you can even say them out loud, but feel free to just interrupt. But has anyone got any prayer requests that we could pray for in this time? Um, prayer is powerful. And so we 